is up, Thunder fans? This is another weekly episode of Topic Thunder. I am Prime Nerlens. At Prime Nerlens, actually. Matt Tierney is my real name. Uh, I'm here today with Thunder Chats. At Thunder Chats, his real name is Dylan. Dylan, how are you? I'm doing great, Mr. Prime Nerlens. That's first name, last name. Mm-hmm. My my parents named me Prime. They just knew. I mean, it makes sense. They knew. I was going to be my Prime for my whole life. Took one look at you. Mm-hmm. You're like, this baby, he's going to be a Prime. I was going to name him Matt, but Prime is more fitting. Mm-hmm. That's too common. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, NBA schedule came out. It did. That's a thing. Uh, we have only three national TV games, ESPN, TNT, and ABC, which is, I believe, the lowest in franchise history since at least, you know, we came to Oklahoma City. So that wasn't great to see, but also a little bit expected. We're kind of bad this year. So, yeah, we're not the best. Yeah. Um, do, you, do you know offhand what those three games are? Uh, I know one's against, I don't know the dates. I know one's against the Nuggets, one's against the Clippers, and then the Rockets. I think Russ's homecoming is national TV. That would make sense. It has to be. Yeah, uh, absolutely. But I don't remember, like Denver was one for some reason. I don't remember why that was. But then like Paul George, Clippers. Hey, Denver could low-key be the one seed in the West. Yeah. It's but I mean. They could be playing the 10 seed when they face us. Who knows where we'll be. So yeah, that's be, true. Could, could either be a really good game or just a pretty uh, mediocre one. But yeah, we've got three games and uh, I think there's nine on NBA TV. So it's like there's still some stuff to watch. Just not as much as as we've been accustomed to, which is unfortunate. Yeah, what's even weirder is the Sacramento Kings who figured to be better than us and we have one nationally televised game <laughs> mm-hmm. they had one of the best tweets also i bet the best twitter account of all like the nba all time. yeah so funny they did the um i honestly don't remember the original context of that video that they posted it was for some like retail store and their motto was i'll have one or something like that and then they would they would say the line and then all of them would do these super awkward poses where like one was doing yes. Superman pose and she like jumped into it and that part became a meme. But then there was like some other people that did it too. And it was like a minute video of just these awkward people doing dance moves to no music and saying, I'll have one. It was basically just like the fact that they had that many national TV games scheduled. So kudos never... to Sacramento. For, never, for never knew the origin of that. Thank you for that. Yeah. I I don't know if that's exactly correct, but it's some weird... It was a commercial of some kind, and it became a meme so fast. Yeah. I can it, see why. Yeah. It was it's almost like they, they were begging for it. Yeah. But yeah, Sacramento's Twitter. What a... Whoever runs that account needs a raise because they, they do a great job for a team that only has one national TV. Uh, game this year, so it's a me. I'm just kidding. Um, so yeah, that's that's the 
badish news. The good news is that um, we've got some some breaking news in the in the training department. Shay and CP3 are training together in gyms, shirtless, uh, <laughs> sweating, apparently, which usually means they're working out hard. Uh, and it looks like CP3 is actually kind of wanting to mentor people question mark yeah it depends on what uh what your definition of mentoring people is because in the instagram caption uh cp3 said put a dang shirt on and he tagged shay and then he put dot 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 with a bird emoji now i was told this was a reference to bird chest and if you go to urban dictionary bird chest says bird chest insultive term used for Oh, <laughs> read it, Dylan. I'm just gonna read the male version. I didn't know there was a female version. No, read both. <laughs> Insulted term used for females who are quote unquote boobless, and uh, males uh, who have no muscle definition. Uh, and, and then it has a, a example. Dang, uh, that bee has a bird chest, not even a bevel. What the heck's a bevel? Dude, you like, need to work out. You have a bird chest. I gotta go find out what a bevel is. <laughs> well, I mean, real quick. Oh, it's loading. A bevel is a classic rocket's pose. Bevels are part of choreography and transitions. All right. Oh, it's uh, modeling. I don't know how that applies. <laughs> but okay. I think the the big thing to take away here is it, it's talking about having no muscle definition. So that's, bit, that is, that's Chris Paul's way of saying, Shay, you got you got some work to do, bro. That's like that's like, um, you know, there's there's certain mentors that, that like to teach in a positive way. And then there are others that like to push you through insults and, and you know, negative. What what's there's like. It's like positive criticism, negative criticism, positive reinforcement, negative reinforcement. So this is like negative reinforcement. He's like, he's like, hey, dude, you, you, you're a, you're a bird chest. Go hit the gym. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I think it's it reminds me of Kobe whenever uh, Kobe said, I'm not even coming to practice because y'all ain't making me better. <laughs> Oh boy, he's also mentoring Baisley. By the way, do you see how? Well, he's mentoring Baisley in the sense of his like music uh, choices. Yeah, they've, they've, I think they've been in the gym too. But he's also been in a low key Instagram war uh, with Baisley because, like, I guess Baisley really likes sixties music, and uh, CP3 being the elderly folk of the group was like, "You don't even know old music, dude." And then Baisley chirped back and was like, you know this one? It was some random 60s band. And um, so, yeah, some uh, inter-OKC inter feuds are happening right in front of us. <laughs> Absolutely. And you can tell it's the off-season. <laughs> it's the off-season. We don't have much to talk about. I have, uh, oh, well, let's just get this out of the way. I can't. All right. I'm only going to say this because I have to, but I must say for like every other podcast that's Thunder related, 
this is like the first thing they start with and it's it's like you can just tell right then and there that 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 episode is just not going to be very good because they will start with thunder signed justin Patton to a contract this week and it's like all right cool who cares <laughs> like all right justin Patton was like he played for the Timberwolves. He was, didn't really do much. He was on the 76ers for a bit. And now he's in OKC. Like, cool. All right. Yeah. Well, I don't mean, know what else there's to say. Best case scenario, you know, he, he's a rim running big man. He was dirt cheap. We had the roster spot. Mm-hmm. You know, if something happens to Nerlens or Steven, Steven gets traded. Yeah. We've got some depth at that position. He's like the new Dakari Johnson, basically. Uh, but it, but he's different than Dakari Johnson because he can actually fit a piece of paper under his feet when he jumps. Mm, that is true. Yeah, so he can fit a few pieces of paper under his feet when he jumps. Maybe three. Who knows? We'll have to see. I just mean in the sense of, like, Dakari was always the guy that's like, oh, we don't have any centers that are healthy. Go out there, Dakari, and and he would play for like fifteen minutes if he had to. So now that's gonna be that's gonna be Justin Patton probably. He's probably gonna go in the the G League, I would assume, until they need him. But I got a Dakari Johnson deep cut for you. You ready for this? Uh oh. All right. So obviously Dakari Johnson, he went to the University of Kentucky. And I was camping out for Big Blue Madness, you know, wherever they have the, uh, basically the inner squad scrimmage, but the tickets are free. So you get to see all these future NBA players for free. Mm. And there's this guy, he had this, like, he made his own t-shirt for every player. And I saw, I saw him out one night and he had one for Dakari Johnson. And it was Jar Jar Binks with Dakari Johnson's face. On Jar Jar Binks, and it said the Car Car Binks. No, dude. <laughs> no, it's so, so dumb. Anytime I see the Car Johnson or hear about the Car Johnson, I just think the Car Car Binks. It's so dumb. It like barely fits. <laughs> yeah, it's it's beautiful. Such a forced pun, dude. Let's talk about Car Car Binks. <laughs> Gee, Louise, we're going off the rails. <laughs> hey, it's fun that way. Mm-hmm. There really isn't much to talk about. It's real sad. I think, yeah, that's all I got to say. But just um, I, So the other thing, going back with Chris Paul a second and mentoring. So, like, do you see this as a way for... So so when I've heard about this, I kind of see Shea as like a slight or not slightly, but a basically a more athletic version of Chris Paul, because, you know, as far as what we've seen the first year of his his NBA career, he's he can shoot, but not he's not like lights out and he, he's a good distributor and he's actually a pretty good defender, which I guess Chris Paul isn't like a great defender, but. I kind of see him as a more athletic Chris Paul. And so do you think this is like sort of um, almost in a way solidifying that that type of play style just because he's been 
now playing with Chris Paul? I, I think Shea can do a number of things that Chris Paul can't, and he can't do a number of things Chris Paul can. Uh, one of which, Shea's a great slasher. Um, obviously, Chris Ooh. Paul doesn't have that to his game because, well, he doesn't have to have that to his game. He's the one that's supposed to find slashers. Right. Um, Shay, he's got a good feel for the game. You know, he's got good ball vision or court vision. This is not football, not ball carry vision. He's got good court vision, but it's nowhere near Chris Paul's level. You know, he's developing that part of the game. He was recruited right. as a shooting guard at University of Kentucky. Um, you know, he. He's really he's just a development project, but the big thing with Shea, like you said, like if he can develop a three point shot, like a consistent like go to three point shot, not just a spot up shot, because you know this year maybe you know Chris Paul will be able to set him up for three point shots in the corner on the wing, whatever. Mm-hmm. That's all well and good, but if you're gonna take the next step, like you've got to be able to create your own three point shot and hit that consistently in order for you to be the type of player that we think he can be. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it. it is interesting because, you know, everybody had this negative connotation toward Chris Paul whenever the trade happened. Right. I think a lot of that was just because, you know, not only are we getting Chris Paul on the roster, but we're losing Russell Westbrook in the same move. So people right. held animosity towards that. But, you know, Obviously, you know, his play style, his demeanor, his attitude, you know, nobody liked that. But ever since the trade had been announced, I've been nothing but impressed with Chris Paul. And I'm, yeah. dare I say, I'm actually excited to see him play for the Thunder this season. Yeah, I I have felt very similarly. I do think it was, it was just almost residual feelings for the fact that Russell has now left us after. 11 years that was sort of the reason why having chris paul as his replacement it's like you know it's like getting a second pet after your first pet died like it's just not the same and it's you no matter what you know it's it's you're not gonna love it the same way so i think that sort of like was hard to to have uh chris paul enter at that same point but i i think as as we've gone through the summer you know i've only seen good things and there's nothing that screams he's going to be a problem in the locker room like we've heard before in the past. He's been, yeah. he's been obviously, as we've already mentioned, like with the young players, he's not just like doing his own thing. So, yeah, I, I feel similarly. I think, I think it's going to be exciting if he, um, if he stays for most of the season, although I'm still on the board of like, I think we should get rid of him in December. I don't think I've changed that opinion yet. We probably just need to get him out. And like, he probably wants to, even though he wants to, even though he's like helping this team right now, I still think he wants to win a championship and he's not going to get it done here. So yeah. I think he deserves to at least have an opportunity somewhere else. So I would say I still am on that, like trade him at the December deadline or not deadline when the, you know, when you can actually trade them with multiple players. So, well, let's stop talking about it now because I'm working on ahead in the cloud for next week and I don't oh. want to spoil anything. Oh, oh, my bad. I did not know that was happening. <laughs> no, Com- it's all good. Conversation over. <laughs> 
So the last thing, um, kind of Thunder related. So we're going to do NBA 2K ratings because I think they haven't been officially out, but they were leaked. Um, the 2K ratings for OKC Thunder starting lineup. Is that right? Yes. Okay. So we're going to go over those. I haven't seen them yet. Uh, so I'm going to try to guess what they are for the starting five. And Dylan's going to have them and see how close I get. But before right. we do that, we got one last little news update for Thunder-related things. Ooh. Russell Westbrook has a new shirt out, and it is fire. So it was basically a, a uh, tribute to Oklahoma City, his time here. It's a great shirt. The front of it just says Zero Regrets. and has a little thank you, Oklahoma, on the side. And then on the back, it's one it's it's like a series of lines it goes one team 11 seasons 821 games 28,000 minutes 18,000 points roughly 7,000 assists roughly 5,000 rebounds 138 triple doubles eight-time all-star one-time mvp and then circled at the bottom zero regrets and it's i, I could not get my wallet out fast enough to purchase this shirt this is such a cool thing yeah, um, it, I actually don't know if it's out yet. I, but I'm going like this is me in the future buying that shirt, whenever it is out. I'm pretty sure it's out. I saw people's like order uh, okay. confirmation on Twitter, so you might want to jump on it for it. So it's out. <laughs> True, I need to do that. <laughs> yeah, no. What I thought was cool, you know, you talked about the thank you, Oklahoma. Um, to me, I mean, I could be wrong. Maybe I haven't seen Rusty Rust right. Thank you, Oklahoma. But I'm. About ninety percent sure that's Russ's handwriting. Yeah, it it was written. It wasn't written in like a font of any kind. Yeah, it's definitely a handwritten thing. So it must be it must be from him. Yeah, which so, is cool. Yeah, you get a wear around a thank you note from Russell Westbrook. So. Yeah, I'll awesome. wear that. I'll wear that so many games next season. I don't care that he's on the team, not on the team anymore. But yeah, that's um. <laughs> That's pretty much it. We spent a total of 21 minutes talking about Thunder News. Boy, was there not much going on. So so now we're going to get... Oh, I guess it's technically Thunder News. It's, it's Thunder related. Now we're entering the fun part. The, of the fun podcast. part. Get rid of that. Boring. Who cares? Justin Patton, whatever. We're going to do some NBA 2K ratings. Now, a lot of people probably have seen these already. If you're on Twitter... Because I think it got passed around. I didn't really take a look at it yet. So, all right, before we start, we got to discuss the starting five. So, Chris Paul is uh, and Steve and Gallo are probably on there. But then, I'm assuming it's Shea and Ferguson? You would be incorrect. Or Robertson? Is he in Robertson. There? Okay, I didn't. I guess if he's like technically healthy in the game, he's starting in five. Yeah, so, so the starting lineup is Chris Paul, Shea Gilgeous Alexander, Andre Robertson, Danilo Gallinari, and Steven Adams. Now, before we start, do you think that's going to be the starting five, assuming Robertson is healthy, starting in October? No, nah, I don't. Uh, I, I mean, we don't know what to expect from Dre. We don't know yeah. how how much to expect from Dre. Um, I think the safe bet is the pencil and Ferg at that uh, starting three spot to start the season. 
I've I've heard that um, you know, assuming Robertson's like ninety percent of himself, that he should start. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, as, as the season goes on, like as he like proves that you know he can still do the same things that he was doing. Yeah, have no problem with that. Yeah, um, I actually think Ferguson probably better off on the bench. Um, you know, providing a little mm-hmm. bit of a you know shooting at least, but you know, a little bit of a scoring punch, some athleticism, and some defense off the bench. So yeah, I, I have no problem with that. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, like, who's our backup? I mean, there's Diallo and Nerlens, uh, Muscala, and then who's Ooh. the Schreuder. Who's the point guard? Schroeder. Oh, Schroeder, duh. I knew that. Okay. Wow, you said it correctly. I'm so proud. Did I? You did. Oh, I won't do it when Steve's on. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, so, all right. Chris Paul. So, two, NBA 2K rating. I'm going to go with. A eighty. Hang on, hang on. Before you do that, do you want uh-huh. me to tell you what he was rated last year? Uh, yeah, sure. He was at eighty-seven last year. Okay, so I'm gonna say it's lower this year. I'm gonna say eighty-five. That is correct. Heck yeah! <laughs> Boom. Uh, it's probably fair, 85. Yeah, uh, I think, back. I mean, I'm, I'm going to hold off on a little bit, but I, I think Chris Paul's got a got a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. I think he's got something to prove this season, so okay. I'm going to leave it there. All right, on to Shea, who was a 77 last year in his rookie year. I think he's going to be a lot higher, actually. I'm going to say – now, okay, so 77 was – at the start of the season last year, it wasn't like updated throughout the year, right? Mm, I don't know. <laughs> okay, because if it's at the beginning of the year, that matters because it's like I think it went up a lot from where he was expected to be. Uh, so I'm gonna assume it is. I'm gonna say eighty on the dot. He is at a seventy-nine. Mm, okay, so only two points higher. All right, that seems One, a little low. Yeah, I, I I definitely think he should at least be at eighty. Yeah, I mean, dude drops like twenty five on the fully healthy Warriors. So yeah, KD and all. All you gotta say there. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, seventy nine it is. He guess I guess that's a chip on his shoulder. All um, right. So Robertson Dre. next. Dre was a seventy six last year. I have um, no idea. This is such a weird. We haven't seen him in the whole year. <laughs> like, that's so. Like, how are you supposed to guess what his rating is? I don't know. Like seventy. I'm just gonna say like seventy-two. I feel like he's, like, he's not gonna be himself. So seventy-two. But you was on the right track because last year, you know, Dre was already out. And you said, you know, nothing's changed. We haven't seen him to see anything change. So his rating this year same. is also 76. Yeah, I feel like the 2K people just mailed that in. They're like, <laughs> we haven't seen him play, so just keep keep it the same. They're just like, mm, I don't know. Yeah. What, what was it last year? All right. 
keep it there. Okay. Uh, Gallinari, what was he last year? Probably like 80. Right. Uh, well, I'm having trouble finding his last year because his was kind of fun. It looks like he was at 81 last year, Ooh, and that's okay. considering yeah, people thought he was made out of glass. Mm. Okay. Uh, it's probably the same. I'm just going with the 81 again. Is it 83? Whoa. Okay. Two yep. points higher. All right. I'll take it. Um, oh, it is actually surprising. I guess I didn't really see a lot of Gallo net last year, but people say he's good. So I believe mm-hmm. it was like the first year he was like pretty much fully healthy for an entire mm-hmm. season of like a long time. And you know, yeah. we, we've always said, you know, Gallo's great if he can stay healthy. I mean, he's he can mail in 25 points a night. <laughs> yeah, he is a great shooter. Yeah, that's going to be a problem. I feel like this team is just riddled with health issues every year, so he just seems like a guy who's going to find his way into some sort of injury. Knock on wood. But Don't you speak that evil I on me, on Ricky Bobby. Wood. I knocked on wood. I knocked it. I'm just saying, you know, let's hope not. But is it real wood or imitation wood? Oh. Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> that... Does that sound like wood? I can What's neither that? confirm nor What's deny. What's that sound like? Okay. People, if anyone listening can identify material based off sound, please let us know because I don't know if this is real wood. It looks like it, though. So I'm going to believe it is. All right. Uh, Steven Adams. The last one. Well, last so, year, last he year, was a... 85? Last year, he was 84. Okay. Oh, this is a weird one. I don't know if it's changed much. I'm going to be optimistic and say 85. 82. Whoa. What? Dropped two points. How? I don't know, man. He's not, he hasn't gotten worse. That's so dumb. All right, well... That kind of sucks. I feel like, eh, whatever. It's fine. It doesn't matter. 2K is not real. They can just prove this, those 2K guys wrong. He said 2K is not real. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. It isn't. You're not wrong. They can. Steve's an 89 in my heart. That's all that matters. Steve's a 99 in my heart. Ooh. What kind of fan are you? Abdul Nader's a 99 in my heart. See, I ranked I ranked all the Thunder 2K ratings. It was like Abdul Nader, 99. New Orleans, 98. And then I went down through all of them. And then I put Chris Paul as one. But I was still... I still kind of hated Chris Paul at that time. You let Steve implode your mind. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm kind of fine with him now, but still I still want him gone. That's all I'll say. All right, are you ready for some uh, Twitter questions? Uh, absolutely. All right. Well, again, there's not a lot of Thunder news, so we don't have many Thunder-related questions, but we'll we'll rattle them off. This one. Those are the best. They are. 
This one comes from Karam Mawan, Mawani at MK325491. And he says, should Darius Baisley get some playing time this upcoming season? We haven't really talked about Baisley yet. So, um, actually, we kind of did. But what, what do you think as far as playing time? I kind of think it's going to be like, uh, like five minutes. I think as long as Gallo's on the same Baisley's time, growth, development is all going to be stunted. Yeah. Well, I mean, is Baisley like a four, though? I, th- I thought he was more like a three. No, no, he's like six foot nine. Oh, he kind of plays like a three, I guess. But yeah, you're right. He just, I mean, he's a, he's a point for it out there. You know, he's uh, he's really good with the ball. He's got great court vision, not ball carrier vision, like I was saying earlier. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I I, think I would rather see him out there than Moose. That's just me, though. But, you know, Sam That's Presti true. went to Moose's house to get him to sign, so, so he must be on me. He must yeah. be good if he's going to people's houses in Minnesota. But I, I, I honestly think, like – there's not a chance in the world that uh, Gallo's still on this team by December. No, well, I, he, I think so valuable. trade deadline. I think trade deadline. Oh, right? yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I meant. Sorry. Not, yeah, no. Not you, hey, I mean, people think, at this point, people would think of the trade deadlines in December because all those contracts yeah. are available. So. Yeah. But, yeah, definitely before the trade deadline, I think he's going to be gone just because it's like, you know, expiring deal, a dude that's like proven himself last year. And again, he needs to stay healthy for this to work out. Um, but if he can, I feel like he's gone pretty yeah. quickly. So, so let's okay. Let's say Gallo's out of the picture. What do you what do you think as far as minutes, like number of minutes? Do you think he's like fifteen to twenty? He's lower, higher. All right, ten. Mm, yeah. 10 minutes like at the most i mean he's definitely skilled you know i mean he he can play a little bit of defense but he's not ready yet you know he yeah. needs a year of you know growth and development kind of yeah. let his body grow into itself and not you know maybe next year mm-hmm. yeah i think i'd like to see at least probably like half of those minutes with shay if not more I just want to see how the two of them work together. Yeah. Because um, that ideally would be the, the two guys that we use moving forward. Basically can turn out to be something. But yeah, I think 10 minutes is good. Um, all right. I just randomly want to see a lineup of uh, Shea, Tommy, Ferg, Burton, and Baisley out there. That'd be fun. <laughs> just like just like all athletic wings. All the youngins. That'd this is our future. The average age is like 20 and a half or something like that. Yeah. That'd be great. This comes for us from at Drew underscore 611. He asked, what would your goals be for this season uh, as far as like playoffs, Shea, 20 points for, per game, et cetera, et cetera. So goals for the season, basically. Um, yeah. That's a good question. Tough. Uh, Shay. 
it's hard because I, I think the team is going to be different by the end of the season. So, like, playoffs is kind of a weird thing to think about because it could go either we do pretty well, we keep Chris Paul because nobody wants to trade for him, and we end up making, like, the eight seed, in which case, like, all right, you know, might as well try to do well in the playoffs if you're there. Um, but it could also go, like, we trade Chris Paul, we trade Gallo, we trade, like, Schroeder and and uh, maybe Robertson if he's okay. And then at that point, we're just completely rebuilding, not winning a, a lot of games at all, in which case that's fine. You know, you, you get good draft picks and, and all that. So it's sort of like, I feel like that's the high and the low. And that's like, yeah. I'm kind of fine with either because, well, I don't know. There's pros and cons to both sides, but. As far as as far as like wanting to see good basketball and like wanting to see your team win, obviously you want them to be in the playoffs. But at the same time, it's like we're already in the rebuild mode, so you might as well just go full force, just get rid of everybody. There's there's you know you could go either way. I feel like there's kind of a split there as far as like what people want and don't want. But I feel like yeah. those are the two two main goals, depending on which way you go. My goal is I just want to get fair value back for anybody we give up, specifically Gallo or Chris Paul, Chris, you know, yeah. whoever it may be. <clears throat> in, in doing that, like that, in turn, if we trade them, trade deadline or beforehand or whatever, you know, we, for lack of a better term, we suck enough that we get a high lottery pick with our own pick because I think our. Yeah. Our pick conveys this year. I think it's lottery protected. Uh, yeah, it goes to Denver. I think. Forget. Oh no, no, Philadelphia. Philadelphia. So like, as long as we're in the top fourteen, we get that pick, and yeah. I mean, that could be huge. Right, which is essentially you gotta be like the like nine to ten seed at least. So. I'm okay with being last year's Kings. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. The Kings were a very promising team last year. They just didn't make the playoffs. They were that, a lot of that's, fun. That's kind of where we want to be is like we even just from game to game, it'd be great to just be like, Yeah, they looked pretty good. They just didn't win the game. Yeah. That's kind of that's kind of where you wanna be as far as a rebuilding team. Like not just getting completely blown out every night, but putting up a good fight and the better team won because they just have more talent right now. Yeah. Let's have them develop. That, that's sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say this is what I want to see because I put this out there on Twitter and I kind of got some backlash on it. But um, down to dunk, you know, they had a podcast come out today and they kind of echoed my sentiments. <clears throat> uh, this team now, as constructed, has potential to be better defensive team than our team was last year. Oh yeah, I agree with that actually. Yeah, because I, I mean, Chris Paul. I mean, he's a He's a great team defender, and at the very least, he's an engaged ISO defender. Shea's got great defensive potential. You know, he's a great defensive leader. Dre, if he comes back, we know what he can do. Adams, mm-hmm. the defensive anchor. Ferg's constantly improving. Nerlens is a shot blocker extreme. Like, that, this could be a better defensive team than it was last year. I mean, they even said on Down to Dunk today, I think they said that, like, the ceiling is – they could be a top five defense. So mm-hmm. 
I think that's another goal to aspire to because that's something that kind of got lost in these past couple of years because the Thunder's identity was always defense and then Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook would be just enough offense to like get you through the game. But even when their shots aren't falling, the one thing you could rely on was defense. And, you know, we kind of got away from that the past couple of years. So if we can reestablish that as we go into this rebuild and start restructuring, repositioning and replenishing, mm-hmm. I think that'd be great. Oh, yeah. I And I listened to that episode, too, today. And I think I'm kind of sort of reiterate what Mikey Barra said but I mean like Russell Westbrook is makes really cool plays defensively but I think you lose a lot of um sort of defensive integrity uh when you try to basically risk the cool like very athletic play for the instead of just staying in your defensive position. And he did that so often that I think the rest of the defense had to make up for it. Even someone like Paul George couldn't really pull that kind of weight. So you take out Russ, who's a very risky gambler as far as defensive, excuse me, defensive plays. Put in someone like Chris Paul, who's already a a very good defender himself and doesn't make those risky plays because he's not as athletic as Russ. That makes out to be a great kind of swap on that Mm -hmm. side of the court. And then you throw in, like you said, all the rest of those guys who are great as well. I think, yeah, top five is the ceiling for sure. And I still think even the bottom, like the floor, is still like top half of the league. Yeah. So either way, I think they'll be like a decent defensive team, if not really good. So and then I guess, you know. Uh, oh, I guess you already said that. I was going to say, you know, trading for Chris Paul and getting something out of it, that would be my other goal that I want to yeah. see. But you already yeah. said that. So, all right. Last question comes to us from Doug Beck, the, at the Doug Beck. He asked a question last week. It was about woodchucking. We went into great detail about said woodchucking and whether the woodchuck would chuck wood, whether he would chuck something else. And we finally resolved it, but now he's coming back for more. And he asks several questions. First, well, I'll, you know, I'll rattle them all off and we'll go one by one. He says, how strong, he says, how strong is the Woodchuck's union? Does the Woodchuck get a lunch at 2.15 with, or sorry, does the Woodchuck get a lunch and two 15 minute breaks? Is there mandatory chucking overtime? So OT. Huh. So, so the oh. chucking is a duty of the woodchuck, not a hobby. Yeah, so I think this involves some clarification. I, so you weren't on the last week's podcast when we discussed this. The woodchuck actually chucks dirt, I believe, like in the real world. But we created a hypothetical world in which the woodchuck had to chuck wood because that's what a woodchuck does. Mm-hmm. So, in a way, this is now his job. It's not his like thing he does just because he likes to do it. He now goes into work every day and he just chucks wood. So, so he's having to do this because he's in this universe that you guys created, right? Yes, and he's essentially working now, which means as a worker, you 
you have rights, you know. So in turn, if he's if he if this is his job now because he's in this universe that you guys put him in, in turn are you guys not his employers? Well, no, we're just the we're just we're like the gods of the universe in a way. Oh, okay. okay. We're we're kind of like superficial beings in this in this world. We're not we're not in it employing these woodchuckers. The woodchuckers employee are not really described in much detail. They're just presumably other superior woodchuckers that have already done their duty and now have risen the ranks of the woodchucking industry. We don't really know. We didn't clarify that. But it's it's, you know, either way, he's he's employed and as an employed citizen of this universe, he has workers' rights. And with workers' rights comes a union, presumably. So the question is now, how strong is the Woodchuck's union? Is this one that's being well-formed, or is it one still in the working? There's a lot of different ways you could think about this. I personally don't think it's very strong because woodchucking is a pretty tiring job. That's a lot of wood you got to chuck every day. We looked up the amount and I forget now. But the amount of wood you got to chuck, you're pretty tired. And so I don't know if you have extra time to sort of congregate and form these unions to to sort of, you know, go to your employer and say hey, we are now a union, blah, 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 and do all that. They don't have that time because they're too tired. So I don't think it's very strong at all. My counterpoint to that is being that it works so hard it works so tirelessly um depending on how said woodchuck is compensated if Mm. it's fairly compensated or not if a union would be beneficial so i guess my question Mm. to the question is how fairly compensated is the woodchuck uh in comparison to its work it's a good question actually i don't know is he compensated in wood? I don't think so because he just chuck it. That's true. That's true. Maybe in dirt. Maybe in dirt, but he. I mean, oh, because he doesn't chuck dirt in this world. The new universe. Mm. Is yeah. that fair compensation for this dirt. alternate reality wood chuck? Dirt for his house that he's making. I assume they make dirt houses. I don't know. Um, I'm going to say that's what they get compensated for. Let's say like two pounds of dirt per day. Oh. Yeah. So that would be the equivalent of your employer paying you in bricks. Yeah. Hmm. Is that fair? So do you think that requires a good union? I think it does because if my employer tried to pay me with bricks, I'd probably throw them at them. <laughs> Well, this isn't our universe, dude. This is the woodchuck. This is the woodchuck <laughs> universe. But you said, I think outside in the comparison, box. that would be like. That's true. So. Yeah. All right. So they probably do have a strong union because that doesn't sound like fair compensation for all that woodchucking. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, so then the next question kind of ties into that. So do they, do they get a lunch and two 15-minute breaks, or is there an alternate? break schedule i personally think 
you got to split that up a little more. I don't know if two 15 minutes and a lunch break, which I assume is an hour, maybe 30 minutes. Either way, you got to split that up into like, let's say your lunch is an hour, cut that to 30 minutes and then split off the extra 30 minutes to other 15 minute breaks throughout the day. Because, I mean, you just got to take more breaks than than the normal worker that's in an office job. Like you're you're doing a lot of physical labor there. You got to you got to have some water every now and then you got to take a seat, cool off, get ready for the next wood checking session. It's a lot of work. So I, I personally think that's what they should be getting if they're not. And if they're not getting that. They do need to start the workers, the woodchucks union. Uh, absolutely. And I, I think it, uh, it it's imperative to have a daily work poop. I mean, that just has to happen or else mm-hmm. what are you doing? I mean, a morning, you... presumably in the morning after your coffee. Uh, yeah. Or, or in the afternoon after lunch, you know, potato, potato, tomato, tomato. I always go in the morning because I feel like, you know, having the coffee that really gets you going. Well, we, we didn't really need to know that, but thank you for that. <laughs> oh, I just my, wanted to throw it in there. I was my, waiting my, to talk about it. <laughs> you were waiting to <laughs> Okay. Uh, the second thing I was going to bring up is, um, do any of these woodchucks smoke? Because if they smoke, mm, they're entitled to smoke breaks, which happen much more frequently. Question. Great question. I would say so. You know, it's sort of like I, I imagine a woodchucking field is sort of like a construction site. Like it's the same type of environment. And you always see a few of those workers like smoking on their break. So I would say so. I'd say they smoke. Some of them smoke. Counterpoint. I deliver to construction sites. And a lot of these construction workers are actually smoking wilts working. Oh, so maybe they don't need a break. Maybe they just smoke on the job. Hmm, interesting. Asking the real questions. Well, that's that one is up for debate then. Uh, the last little part is, is there mandatory trucking OT? Does that mean overtime? I said that before. Yes. I didn't okay. It didn't really make sense. Because like OT would assume that that is not mandatory trucking. That's after your mandatory trucking is over. And then uh, overtime would be like, past your mandatory hours of working right well it depends on who your employer is a lot of times your employer um they just you just keep working until the job's done Mm. and so if you go after hours you're getting paid overtime presumably Mm. i feel like you got to get paid to ot if you're in the woodchucking business now the question is is he paid by the hour or is he paid salarily or by the wood that he chucks. Mm. So he's got to think so, about so that. So compensation. It's it's almost like commission. An incentive. Commission. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Commission. It's like yes. incentive to chuck more wood. I, if I was an employer, I would do it by that. Because I mean, what if uh, what if one of the wood chuckers is like putting in eight hours, but he only chucks like ten wood, and then the other guy puts in like ten hours, but only chucks like five wood. And but that's not fair. They have a bonus system if you reach quotas if they're on hourly system. That's true. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like we could meet in the middle there or something and like put both of them 
together for a nice package deal for this. I don't know how that would work. Maybe they could do pick your poison. Oh, that's even better. So you like have a check, you have like a check, like a list, and there's like check boxes, and like you choose, you it's like create your own job, like build a bear, but it's like build your own job, and you like check the the things you want for like incentives or for like OT uh, paying stuff like that. That'd be cool. No, nah, I meant like two choices, but I mean that one. Oh no, good. I was thinking wait, I was I was two steps ahead. I was like, you could like check. You could like check all your break schedules too. And it's like, I want this one and I want to get paid by this way, like for the amount of wood that I chuck rather than the amount of hours or whatever. So that'd be cool. That, if I, if that was the boss of that industry, that's probably what I would do. Cause that sounds like a lot of fun to just like make a the tyrant of the wood chucking business. No, that's the opposite of tyrant. They get to choose. They get to choose their specifications of the job. Mm. It's pretty like democratic, actually. I would say. Oh, so. did they vote you the supreme leader ruler? Yeah, okay. I'm the god of this universe. So, like, so did they vote celestial powers to you? Um, no, that was given to me by uh, a different, like the. The god above me. Oh. It's like hierarchies of gods. Gotcha. In this this world, universe I've created. And so then the bigger gods were like, you can have this uh, world. You can have the world of woodchucks. The world of woodchucks. And I was like, whoa, thanks, dude. (laughs) Heck yeah, man. Yeah. We stretched out that question quite a ways longer than the rest of the podcast and i'll tell you what we're still not even at an hour <laughs> right yes we're at like 53 minutes so well, well i've got a question for you okay what song is stuck in your head mm. i was singing something right before we started i'm trying to remember what it was oh uh, it was bulletproof yes that was what it was bulletproof so that's that's been stuck in my head now, which Bulletproof are you talking about? Because there's multiple songs called Bulletproof. Uh, there's one that goes, This song may be, I feel bulletproof. That one. I think it says, I'll be bulletproof. Whatever. You know what I, that, that, <laughs> that was the right melody. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. the other one. You, 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 that, that, yeah. What we'll song has what was the most recent song stuck in your head? Probably Lean on Me. Mm. The yeah. Bill Withers version? I'm not sure who sings it. I just sang Bill it. Bill Withers was the first, like the original, is Bill Withers. Is he the one with like that? Lean on me. That was that's that sounds like Louis Armstrong. Oh yeah. That's not who sings it, but I don't know if you're trying to do. I don't know. Hmm. Bill Withers is like pretty normal voice. I don't know. Maybe you were trying to do that, and I just couldn't tell. But the original version is like from the old. It's like 1980s or whatever. Hmm. If that's the one you're thinking of, there's been a lot of remixes though. Well, it's a banger. That's all I gotta say. It is a good song. It's a good song to sort of. It's like. 
whenever you're driving um, and it's like late in the evening and you're just sort of ready to like chill out and not have, you know, just, just kind of wind down for the day, that's a good song. Very low key, like, or not low key, very low uh, energy type of song. Yeah. But also very powerful. So, yeah, good, good choice. It's also good to listen to when, you know, you can only get two people to podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, trying, I was trying so hard to get a third person. It just never happened. We got to lean on each other, man. We got to lean on me. Not me. Just not you. not me like me in the sen- me in the like figurative sense, but and not literally. The God of woodchucks. Oh yes, <laughs> I am here. To, I'm here to provide for all of you, my woodchuck, woodchuck my woodchuck folk. <laughs> this woodchuck thing has gone on far too long. <laughs> this is. I, I'm interested. It's like to two see weeks now. The next level that it can be taken to. We're just gonna talk about woodchucks for like every weekly now for the rest of time. Woodchucks into Car Car Banks. My God, that's still the <laughs> dumb. that's the dumbest pun I've ever heard. It like doesn't even work. Uh, it's Jar Jar it. Banks. It's not even Car. They just like put the R part, and, like redid it. Whatever. That is gonna... what they did. <sighs> it's so dumb. All right, we're gonna end it with that because I've had enough of that Car Car Banks stuff. The car car binks. I know. I get the joke. It's from Dakari. You said the car car binks. Alright. <laughs> Thanks for listening. You can find us on Twitter at OKC Topic Thunder. You can find us on the internet um, at what's our website called again? Wow. Ah, we, is it OKC tt.com or is it okc topic thunder it's the whole thing dot com i believe yeah i think it's dot wordpress.com right uh that's potential okay look up both see which one (laughs) do a trial run if you (laughs) if it doesn't look like a website that you would expect thunder content on go to the other one yeah just said the dot wordpress.com will be all right yeah you'll figure it out you'll get there um, you can also find us on Dash Radio, although this episode won't be on there because we are recording this after Monday. But usually you can find it on Mondays at 4 to 5 p.m. Central on Nathan Bennett Radio Station. So give us a listen there. If uh... You know, I just realized, why do we promote that on the podcast if we, like, it's the same thing on the radio, right? Why are we telling them to go there? I don't know. They probably like it. All right. They'll <laughs> listen to us again. <laughs> I don't know. Just thought. So, yeah. go go. T- so, that's a good point. So, I thought of this in my head. We're going to do the weekly episodes there. But if you, during the season, you only catch the game recaps, you might want to check out the weekly there. So, go to... Nothing but that radio station on Dash Radio. Also, the Head in the Cloud segments that we've been pumping out, and also maybe a, another satirical pod we might pump out as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The Head in the Head in the Clouds has been has been going now for a couple weeks. Let us know how you guys like those, um, and we'll we'll take any and all um, positive or 
potentially negative criticisms um, that we see fit, I guess. I don't think we take all negative criticisms. Um, and also leave us a five-star review and leave us a positive comment and we'll we'll shout you out because we love to read them. We've read every single one and we love everyone that has um, commented on iTunes. So please, if you have some time, just leave us a review. We'd really appreciate it. You um, take the time out of your day to leave us a review. We'll take the time out of our podcast to read said review. Very good. It's a good trade-off. All right. So with that said, this is at Tyranny, at Prime Netherlands, that is Dylan, at Thunder Chats. Uh, we'll see you next week for another weekly episode. But until then, Thunder Up. Thunder Up. For listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.